And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. Find them online at rbcarcompany.com. we got a lot to get to today. Uh, Notre Dame is defending itself because it has an offensive mascot, apparently. Now, we've been joking about that for years, but um, as we've said, it would end up becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. It was just a matter of time. Matter of time. Max Kellerman, who, by the way, got fired from one of his gigs today. Much deserved. God, he's a scum. Um, Max Kellerman, like a few months back, was calling Notre Dame out for the Fighting Irish. And now, all of a sudden, the uh, the Fighting Irish have an offensive mascot. We'll get to that a little bit later on. Uh, what would a real president say about Afghanistan? I'm going to play you an audio clip from one of my favorite people, Jocko Willink, uh, former SEAL Team uh, SEAL Team 3 leader, actually. Um, great podcast host, uh, an amazing author, and also, I actually have his kid's book for my nine-year-old, True Story, and she says she started reading it. I don't know if I could trust her. I'll start quizzing her on that book uh, in short order. But first, we've got to talk about the latest developments here locally. Elkhart Community Schools, uh, school board meeting was yesterday. This is no surprise. We knew that this was going to happen. Elkhart Community Schools will require the use of face masks in all K-12 buildings, according to the school district officials. Uh, policy goes into effect on August 26th and will require that all students, staff members, and visitors wear a face mask while inside of school buildings. Uh, according to the school district's online COVID-19 dashboard, as of Wednesday, there are currently 25 confirmed cases in students, five confirmed cases in staff in staff members and 159 identified close contacts. Close contacts are relevant. Uh, so out of the entire school district for Elkhart Community Schools, 25 confirmed cases. And if you look nationally at the schools that are being reported right now, there's a, there's a school COVID dashboard that you can actually um, you know, monitor what's happening in schools across the country. And you know the, you know the rate of COVID positive infections in public schools right now? Anybody have any idea? It depends on the state. I haven't averaged it all out, but it's it's like 0.5, 0.3, you know, basically you're getting fractions of a percent of students who are positive. And this this was to be expected. Everybody everybody knew that this was going to happen. It happened last year when they went back to school. Uh it is happening now. Hey, what did what were they doing differently last year when they went back to school and there was a little covid spike in public schools, Josh? Any any ideas what they were doing last year? When that happened? No, no, no. When they went back to school after, after, remember, they were away from school at the start of the school year, and eventually they let kids come back part-time, and there was still a spike. You remember what Remember what was happening in schools that was different than this year? They were wearing masks. And they were only there half of the time. They were there two days a week, and they were wearing masks. There was a spike in COVID last year in public schools, here and everywhere else. Gee, I wonder how that happened. They were wearing masks. How is it possible? <laughs> I keep at common sense. You know what? Write this down. Producer Josh. Um, I need to read the common sense poem today. The death of common sense. It's been months since I have done it. And I think it's high time that I did it again. So Elkhart Community Schools will go back. Now, before school started this year, you know, we, we told my nine-year-old, said, look, um, just so you know, everybody's crazy and a lot of adults are stupid right now. 
and they're probably going to require you to wear masks again. And she looked at us, and my my daughter is um, <clears throat> what you would call emotionally volatile, and and I mean that in that she goes from zero to sixty in a fraction of a second. She's not very even keeled like I am. So she went from calm and happy to, no, I will not go back to school if they do that. You cannot make me do it. No, no, no. And as I told you all last year, you know, during this whole mess, you know, she's a streamer. She plays video games with her friends. And and I'm listening to, you know, at the time, eight-year-olds and seven-year-olds talk about masks. I wonder how many of you grown-ups have talked with your kids about masks at, at their school. You should. Because I think you'll gain some very interesting perspective. But it's no big surprise. Because, again, school boards are run by the dumbest people in our society. I don't know how else to say this. I've been telling you this for 15 years plus on this show. School boards are the easiest thing to get elected to. It requires no skill set whatsoever. It is the lowest common denominator of intellect that generally ends up on school boards. I'm not talking about every board member. I'm talking about the aggregate. That's just how it's always been. I don't, I don't really know what else to say. Now, I want to take you back in time before I jump into this. Cue my audio, please. All right? This is yours truly on April 5th. Now, I said this before then. It was just, this was the one that I found. This is just April 5th this year. Okay? I want you to listen to this. This is mostly talking about Dr. Einters, who's saying, we, the data supports masks. It doesn't. There isn't any data that supports masking. It doesn't exist. Folks, if it existed, I would tell you about it. It doesn't exist. I've looked everywhere. I have asked all of the people who support masks to provide the data. Nobody can. Do you know why they can't provide it? It doesn't exist. Now, again, this goes back to something that my admin on Discord constantly says. Um, Feelings don't care about your facts. Now, a lot of people love running around going, facts don't care about your feelings. But facts don't win arguments anymore. You're right. You're correct. But when you're dealing with emotionally infantile people facts and data don't mean much to them so you have you have to connect with them on a different level other than data and other than facts which is exactly what the fauciites have been doing this entire time because they haven't had any data and they haven't had any facts but what is laughable about it is they keep telling you that they do so when somebody like einters or or anybody else fauci whoever it is comes out and goes Well, I mean, the data says this. Cool. What data? Just give it to me. And they never do. It's a very simple ask. The data says this. All right. What's the data? Never materializes. Ever. Not one time. So this is me on this show, April 5th, 2021. This is the thing that is so frustrating. When you have health officials who will lie to you, then you can't trust them on anything. Now, there's undoubtedly some people in this audience going, he's not lying, Casey. You're the one that's lying. In spite of the fact, this is where things get interesting. In spite of the fact, okay, I have given you the virologists, the epidemiologists, the medical doctors, and going back to 2009, about a dozen peer-reviewed research studies on this. What has Dr. Einers given you? Zero. He's given you his expert opinion, which isn't based on a data data set at all. It doesn't exist, guys. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. If it did, I would tell you. 
It just doesn't exist. They don't have another answer, so this is what they say. Until everybody gets vaccinated. And then, after herd immunity's kicked in, everybody who wants the vaccine gets the vaccine, then they're going to start targeting people who didn't get the vaccine as the reason why you still can't open everything up, and then they're going to try and mandate it. That's what they're going to do. That's what they're going to do. They're going to Oh, hmm. Now, I said that before April. I just happened to have April 5th handy because somebody had asked me to send it to them. By the way, that's a very strange request going back to April 5th and asking me for that show when you could just go to Podbean and my website. But I digress. Uh, it was something very specific, and I just happened to remember that came. It was in April. So there's April. Hey, it, did all of that come true? All of that came true, didn't it? And still, after all of these months, we're still waiting for a single speck of evidence on this. So uh, you got Penn's going to make your kids wear schools. Mishawaka's making your kids wear schools. By the way, Mishawaka is, uh, just to give you an idea, because what's happening is schools are going, oh, these are how many cases we have. Uh, These are how much contact tracing we have. So in Mishawaka schools, from what I understand, if you you, uh, sat in a chair, as the same chair as somebody who was COVID positive, you're sent home for five days. Uh, if you were within, I think, if you're three feet away from somebody who is COVID positive, you have to isolate if you're in Mishawaka. So it's not even the typical six-foot radius. It's, it's three feet there, which is quite interesting. The other aspect of this is that, again, I like starting discussions and or debates from a baseline of facts. So here's the baseline of facts that we have. Throughout all of 2020, masks did not slow and did not halt the spread of COVID. Period. End of story. There is zero argument with that. So if masks did not slow or stop the spread of COVID with the much less infectious alpha variants, why would masks suddenly automagically work with the more infectious delta variant? What what sense does that make? Your, a bunch of your schools are still using them, uh, them plastic dividers too, right? Did you all catch the, uh, you know, the the research that came out here? Was it two weeks ago? New York Times did a whole article about how the plastic dividers at your uh, your kid's school are actually making COVID worse. Gee, it's almost like the experts who said those plastic dividers at the vice presidential debate were a stupid idea when when that happened. It's almost like they were right and knew what they were talking about. Kind of odd that that would happen. Look, there's there's one thing where you have a debate between choice, right? With the vaccines, there's a debate between choice. You choose to get the vaccine, you choose not to get the vaccine. That's not relevant for your kids. By the way, the FDA very strongly worded statement today, do not vaccinate kids under the age of 12. You 13-year-olds, you're on your own. <laughs> you're, you're on your own according to the FDA. So one day you're 12, you can't be vaccinated. It's dangerous, according to the FBA. But, you know, the next day when you turn 13, you're good to go. So just, <laughs> that's just, it's some of the most bizarre things. But with vaccines, it's a choice, right? We know that there is a positive effect with most of the vaccines. The real question is, is there negative effects around the corner? 
That's the question with vaccines, right? But when it comes to COVID, for most people, for most people, there is a positive effect associated with the vaccines, right? Not for everybody, but for most people. The question is about down the road, secondary problems that come from the vaccines and things that are in the vaccines and that sort of stuff. But I'm not discussing them. Purely talking about the vaccines interaction with COVID and COVID's interaction with your body, right? So it's your choice. Do you take the risk of maybe having a milder case of COVID with whatever may be around the corner because of the vaccines later? Or do you run the risk of just fighting off COVID? Which one do you do, right? That becomes the big thing. That's a choice that you have to make. But at least there's some science to support that vaccinations could reduce your chances of getting COVID. And if you get COVID, reduce your symptoms. At least there's some science behind that. Forget about the extra stuff that may come down the road. With masks, it is 100% with no deviation whatsoever. Masks do not stop COVID. They do not slow COVID. They are not a good, healthy thing to be on your kid's face for six hours a day. Uh, did find out that, I guess, Pan- Panaris Madison and various schools were not giving the required mask breaks to students that they're supposed to do uh, over this week. They weren't doing that. So we have a universal set of data that says one thing, and you just have some people come out and go, no, 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 I, I, the, the data says the masks work. There isn't any data that says that masks work. doesn't exist. I know that I've told you that. I know that other people have told you that. I know that I've given you the evidence of that. I understand that. And you're probably sick and tired of me talking about it. So am I. But it keeps coming up, and I keep having to remind everybody that you shouldn't be led astray by some crazy Notre Dame professor who's still espousing January 6th conspiracy theories that the FBI just said were lies. But that's what's happened. More on this coming up. 95.3 MNC. Yeah, back in, uh, here we go, here's the old article here, uh, October of 2020. Professor, plexiglass dividers at the Pence-Harris debate are a joke. Which, I mean, was, duh. (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. We all know that. Uh, Now, here's the New York Times. Conservative right-wing QAnon bastion New York Times. Those anti-COVID plastic barriers probably don't help and may make things worse. Clear barriers have sprung up at restaurants, nail salons, school classrooms, but most of the time they do little to stop the spread of coronavirus. I think it was on vacation. No, it wasn't on vacation when this came out. I just didn't get to it last week. COVID precautions have turned many parts of our world into giant salad bar with plastic barriers separating sales clerks from shoppers, dividers, Uh, Dividing customers at nail salons and shielding students from their classmates, which now will have to wear masks, too. Intuition tells us a plastic shield would be protective against germs, but scientists who study aerosols, airflow, and ventilation say that much of the time these barriers don't help and probably give people a false sense of security, and sometimes the barrier can make things worse. Like I said, this stuff made sense when COVID wasn't aerosolized. The moment we knew COVID was aerosolized, everything changed. It doesn't make much sense having a face shield on there preventing droplets from being either either spewed at you or spewed from you because aerosols do what aerosols do. 
They hit the plexiglass, they flow down the plexiglass, and they go to the sides of the plexiglass, and they go right around it. This is, this again, not a difficult concept to understand. But when you, here's the thing. How many years now have I been covering pseudoscience on this show? How many years now have I been pointing out fake research that was published in scientific journals? People who plagiarized other people, people who falsified data, that sort of thing. How many times have we gone over the deliberate false data manipulation of the climate change movement? How many times have we been over that? Climate Gate 1, Climate Gate 2, we all got caught colluding manufacturing data. How many times have we been over that? We have taught our society that science doesn't matter. You just listen to somebody because of what initials they have next to their name, and you don't actually bother looking into what they're telling you, whether or not it's true. And so we've told people, don't look at the science. Just listen to people who are paid to look at the science, and and whatever they say, even if they're dishonest, will be true. And that's kind of where we're at. So your kids are going to school with masks on that don't work, have never worked. All of the data shows that they don't work. And they've got plastic dividers, which not only don't work, but actually may make COVID even worse. And again, flashback to last year when your kids were only going two days a week and they still wore masks when they went to school. Why were there outbreaks of COVID back then? More coming up, 95.3 MNC. Hi. Sometimes you want to get away without your family and your friends knowing that you got away. That's where you go to R&B Car Company. RBCarCompany.com. They're your used car experts. See? You get a different vehicle. Skedaddle. Everybody will think you're home, but you're not home, Josh. You're not home. R&B Car Company, rbcarcompany.com. Let them know that I sent you. All right, look, I'm going to fry a couple of your brain cells, okay? I just want you to know that. I'm giving you fair warning. going to fry a couple of your brain cells. So I am so sorry that I have to do this to all of you, but not really. Um, Fauci is... How should I say this? Um, I have to be diplomatic about this. Um, Fauci's an idiot. I don't know what else to say. And there's inevitably going to be one or two of you out there that's like, oh, no, Fauci is is uh, is more smarterist than you, Casey. You're just a radio host. They don't know anything about about my applied chemistry background. They don't know anything about my my entomology background or anything. They don't know anything about that. But Dr. Fauci has been wrong about a whole slew of things. This is a guy where if you go back to the 90s and the 2000s, you had medical doctors in this country demanding he resign because of how wrong he was on various health issues. So I want you to listen to something here because I'm going to play you an an audio clip. This is Dr. Fauci. Josh, just, I'm sorry for using you as a control group. We understand the cloth masks are different than surgical masks, and surgical masks are different than N95 masks, correct? We all understand that? We all understand that premise. The hierarchy of masks goes as follows. Cloth mask is the least effective. Surgical masks are more effective, and N95 masks are the most effective available before you actually get into real respirators, right? Everybody understands that basic hierarchy of masks. Everybody gets that. Everybody... I know that not all cloth masks are equal, okay? Cloth masks, always going to be inferior to surgical masks, okay? Just so everybody's crystal clear. So if you're the the guy spearheading the country's response to COVID, 
don't you think you would reiterate that point? Especially when somebody gives you a layup of a question, like what happened here on this uh, this news show. I just want you to listen to this. You know, Mady, instead of worrying about what kind of mask, just wear a mask. Oh, wear- you know, and here's the thing. The presenter, okay, the guy who's talking to him is like, hey, in, in the era of Delta and going back into these mask mandates and stuff like that, you know, uh, are surgical masks good enough or do we need to use N95 masks? Does that not seem like a reasonable question? Are surgical masks good enough? The FDA says no. Are surgical masks good enough or do we need to get N95 masks? Which, for the record, they do not make for children. And Fauci says, instead of worrying about what type of mask, just wear a mask. I'm sorry, but if you're honcho on COVID in this country, wouldn't you say, look, make do with what you have, but if you have a chance to get your hands on some genuine N95s, get those. Wouldn't that be the proper answer here? If that's going to be your position, wouldn't you just want to make that crystal clear to everybody? If you don't have N95s, make do with what you have until you get them. But he doesn't. He just tells you, it doesn't matter what kind of mask you have on your face. Ah, what about them neck gaiters? Some of those neck gaiters can uh, can reduce droplets. Some of them don't reduce droplets. But as long as it's over your face, Josh, as long as it's over your face. All right, here's another montage. Friendly reminder, this is the guy telling all of your local health officials and your politicians what policies they should be implementing. Okay, This is the guy that's doing that. Just a friendly reminder. People should not be walking around with masks. Let me just state for the record that masks are not theater. Wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better. Masks are protective. And we but have- it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. There has not been any indication that putting a mask on and wearing a mask for a considerable period of time has any deleterious effects. There are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying inside there? Of course. You do not need to wear a mask indoors if, in fact, you've been vaccinated. Good that you're vaccinated, but in a situation where you have people indoors, particularly crowded, you should wear a mask. So even if you are vaccinated, you should wear a mask. If, in fact, you are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, you are protected, and you do not need to wear a mask outdoors or indoors. When the children go out into the community, you want them to continue to wear masks. You know, if you look at, at, at children outside, particularly when they're with the family, uh, walking down the street, playing a game or what have you, don't have to wear a mask. The, 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 the pediatric, the Academy of Pediatric, actually makes that recommendation that children should be wearing masks uh, from two years old onward. And you're asking now if your child is a member of your household, can you walk outdoors with your child without a mask? According to that chart, the answer is yes. But the child can't, not to beat it, yeah. beat it to death. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. Because now okay. the CDC says, I mean, I think I've got this right. One mask is better than zero masks. Two masks is better than one mask. But you don't have to have double masks. Is, is I, that right? I mean, <laughs> you know, it became clear that cloth coverings that you didn't have to buy in a store that you could make yourself were adequate. And then you want it to fit better. So one of the ways you could do it, if you would like to, is put a cloth mask over, which actually here and here and here where you could get leakage in is much better contained. Are you a double masker, Dr. Fauci? Look like you are. <laughs> okay, just in case you forgot about the year and a half of flip-flopping on the issue.
More coming up. 95.3 MNC. All right, I made you a promise in the title of the live stream today. Rumble.com slash Casey, the host. Make sure you go watch the videos. A couple of people reached out to me. Oh, my gosh, how can I find your old shows? Rumble.com slash Casey, the host. That's where you find them. There's podcasts, too, wherever you you get your podcasts. Uh, My website, theburningtruth.us, has all of the links to my podcast, uh, where where my podcast is available. But really, anywhere you can get a podcast, you can get mine. Um, But if you want to watch the video, rumble.com slash Casey, the host. Here's the thing, though. There are some positive things that have been happening with COVID. And I know that, um, you know, almost nobody focuses on this. I have tried to make it a consistent thing on this show throughout the entire pandemic to give you those positive updates. So we've got like six or seven minutes. So let me do that for you today. Number one, globally, the survival rate for COVID-19 is now 99.8%. In spite of the fear mongering about the Delta variant and everything else, globally, the survival rate is 99.8%. Under the age of 70, the survival rate for COVID-19 is 99.97%, which is, of course, on par with many influenza seasons. Okay, Not all of them, but many of them. Americans younger than 70 years old generally do not have to fear from COVID-19 any more than the flu, unless, of course, you have comorbidities. Number two, herd immunity for the alpha strain is here. 69% of the American population have had at least one COVID-19 vaccination, The official number of cases is about 10% of the population, but several antibody studies show that the percentage of those with natural immunity is four to six times higher. Friendly reminder, natural immunity is way better than vaccination immunity. So we are estimated to be at between 80 and 85% immune in the adult population in the United States. So we have herd immunity from the alpha strain. Delta is different. But uh, right now we're finding out that a fraction of people who previously had COVID are getting infected with Delta, while large quantities of fully vaccinated people who never had COVID are getting infected with Delta. Number three, the average age of death from COVID is 78 years old. The average life expectancy in America happens to be 78 years old. Just throwing that out there. That has remained consistent throughout the pandemic. Number four. Early outpatient treatment should be adopted immediately for COVID-19. We know that hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin work. We have gone over those studies. It has been estimated that 85% of COVID-19 deaths could have been prevented were early intervention medicines used. Now, that is unfortunately not what happened. But as I've said before, I expect lawsuits. I went over those studies. It, It is amazing how many studies we have with a positive effect with early treatment of ivermectin hydroxychloroquine. Once people are already in the hospital, they're about as effective as remdesivir is, which is about 22%. Yes, remdesivir, the expensive, all-powerful, all-saving drug that Gilead makes that you have to be admitted to a hospital because it's dangerous to get, that drug is only 22% effective in making uh, your COVID case less severe. Only 22%. Just so everybody's crystal clear on this. Number five, children are still safe from COVID and rarely spread the virus. Again, a study in the UK showed that the survival rate in children is 99.995%. 
in the U.S. 335 children have died since the start of the pandemic. A study done by Johns Hopkins and Fair Health showed that all of the children that died from April of 2020 to August of 2020 had immune problems and were chronically ill. In that period, not one healthy child died. And Delta is not more dangerous for kids. There is no data that supports that anywhere in India, anywhere in the UK, or any other country that dealt with the Delta variant on a wide scale before the United States. Number six, Sweden did not have a lockdown or mask mandate and did better with cases and deaths than many countries. Lockdowns, of course, did not work. It's now universally acknowledged that lockdowns were a mistake. Uh, We talked about all of the other damage that happened with culture, uh, economy, everything else. But regardless, just so you know. Number seven, persons who have had COVID-19 infections have a robust and long-lasting immunity. Again, uh, the studies show that people with a previous COVID infection enjoy roughly 700% more immunity from all strains than anybody who's been fully vaccinated. Number eight, there is very little, if any, spread of COVID-19 from asymptomatic persons. This includes the Delta variant. We know that that was a big deal going back last year when we're dealing with the Alpha variants, but even with Delta, asymptomatic people still rarely spread the virus, although they are more likely to spread it than asymptomatic people with the alpha variants of COVID. Number nine, the death rate nationally for COVID-19 has been going down since January. Even with the Delta variant surge in cases, that remains true. I have been sharing charts showing you the deaths in the United States regularly on my social media with a little arrow saying, you are here just so you can see where things are. Yes, cases of Delta have certainly gone up. Yes, there are some false positives with that as well. But at the same time, deaths continue to decline and the death rate continues to decline, proving once again that the Delta variant is more infectious but less deadly, which is fine. We want that. Number 10, the Delta variant is acting like a typical historical virus variant. Typically, variants happen all the time and the more contagious but less deadly, which is exactly what Delta is doing. Initial reports show that this is likely true with Delta. The UK report says that the Delta variant is likely 20 times less deadly than the alpha strain, but that more data needs to be collected. But it is important to note, in nations that primarily dealt with the Delta variant, the UK, India, while there were large numbers of cases, there were far less deaths than we and other nations that dealt with the other variants of COVID early on had to deal with. So if that holds true, you will, of course, start to see that death rate continue to tick down. There's a lot of positive here, okay? A lot of positive. The problem is they continue to scare the snot out of you. And just like we have done these these, uh, surveys of Americans um, throughout the pandemic, which show that Americans and also people in the UK, but on a much wider scale, Americans overestimate their risk from covid far more so than any other group of people. It's not even remotely close. And the latest study done on this showed that Americans uh, looks Americans overestimate their risk from COVID by was 81%. That is a major, major problem. So in other words, you have people running around thinking that COVID is far worse than it really is. This is spurned on by media reports, politicians, 
local health officials who are trying to overstate this. Fauci has repeatedly admitted this. We're overstating the threat to get people to comply. That's why I lied to you. All of this stuff, okay? I'm not telling you that Delta is not real. I'm not telling you that there isn't a risk, especially for certain members of the population based on your health. Obese people still continue to run a serious risk of, of an adverse reaction from COVID and hospitalization and even death. You have to take that into consideration when you make choices about what you're going to do, whether it's vaccines, whether it's uh, staying at home, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, nothing changes the fact that Americans, by a large percentage, overestimate their risk from COVID, just as they have done throughout the pandemic. And that is because of fear mongering in the media and our political class and people showing up, not properly wearing their masks, but demanding that students wear their masks at Penn. It's just reality. The good news is that much of this fear is for naught. We got more coming up 95.3 MNC.